hormones of the day, and this is making monsters for my friends. One, two, three, four. Welcome, one and all, to Ramones of the Day, the podcast examining every Ramones song alphabetically from 53rd to the word zero. I am Philip. And I am Molly. And today, we're discussing making monsters for my friends. That's making, no G. <laughs> making monsters for my friends. This is from 1995's Adios Amigos. It is written by... The DD. The DD. And the Daniel Ray. Daniel Ray. Um, it is actually from uh, DD's album, I Hate Freaks Like You, uh, two years prior to this, 1993. Um, I gave this a song category of fighting. I don't know what else to give it. Huh. I'm confused by the song, to tell you the truth. Okay. Um, All right. Now, that, now we open fighting. up the floor to debate okay, I where was, you I discuss. Was... What category you might well, get, and then we go back to this. I would love to. I think this is a perfect opportunity to just restate what these categories Damn it, are. I never have them on me. What, Philip? Um, okay. It's fine. No, right, right, no, 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 let's no. do it. Let's see if I can do it from memory. We have love song. We have fight song, misbehavior, political. Um, oh, did I say misbehavior? <laughs> That's okay. Uh, yeah, and then some others. I mean, I can't think of them. Oh, mental illness. Mental illness. Well, that's interesting. That could be in there. That could be in there. It's like a major with a minor. You know what I mean? Uh, You know what? Yeah. Let's say this guy shifted to mental illness. Okay. All right. Motion carries. I mean, I think it opens up the the whole episode today with a question of what the F is this song about? (laughs) We'll get to that (laughs) right after this. What Um, the F? So possibly that same question was asked by the band sure because they played this song exactly never that i could <laughs> no find time they did not play this song oh you want to play that song no okay on top of everything else it's a bit of a frankenstein the way they perform it because the riff sounds a lot like it's not for me to know which is not i don't want to break anybody's heart but it's not my favorite song <laughs> it also sounds a lot like the song we just talked about main man and the general riff is basically beat on the brat with that sort of it's called a muted uh, guitar riff that that sort of lower okay thing, the Billy Idol chunk 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 that got thing. it so I mean right off the bat it's not like we're breaking huge new ground sure with this song sure um it was from uh, this album by Dee Dee and I C L C's I hate freaks like you. Yep. I don't know how familiar you are with this album. Just what I found out while researching this <laughs> thing. And I mean, I, I do want to like go down a Dee Dee rabbit hole at some point in the near future. And, Again. And get into his other... Because he, he had a lot of other projects, honestly. Like once he left, yeah, he, he was in a bunch of other bands sure. before he died. This one is definitely one worth checking out. Yeah. Um, it's, it is, yeah, however you want to take the word, a nice little oddity. Because... He covers All's Quiet on the Eastern Front, uh-huh. which you may remember from episode seven Totally. Um, there's two versions of this song. Yeah. The song uh, we're just talking about. Yeah. Uh, on the version I saw, now you, it, this is not something you can readily buy either. It's kind of hard to come by. I just listened to it online. Sorry, everybody. I'd love to give you money. Um, uh, but it opened and closed with it. Um, uh, there's also a song called I Hate Creeps Like You, which struck 
me is odd because the album title is I Hate Freaks Like You. <laughs> it's just like, I, I'm so perplexed sometimes to be like, <laughs> is that intentional? Or did they literally forget what they called it? And then they thought they should do this. And like, oh, I don't know about <laughs> um, But on top of all that, it's worth checking out for the fact that like this Ramones track we just heard, very polished, very nicely done. That DD ICLC version is like a trash punk. Super raw. Super raw. Super raw. I, I don't, I try not to use raw that much, but this, this is what it is, guys. I don't guys. think there's any other word that comes to mind no, when I... No, this is what, this yeah. is, I think raw, the word raw gets thrown around a lot lately. You use it for yeah. that occasion. Yeah. It, it sounds like exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. It, it is, it is four or five people in a room playing really loudly. Yeah. And it it sound it's kind of wonderful in a way. It sounds really no. Honest. It, it's wonderful to listen to the two versions back to back, honestly, because yeah. you really can hear. For me, like I mean, you know, we do this podcast together, and I think you're often mostly the person that is thinking about the actual music and the sound mm-hmm. and the engineering and the like noise of the instruments and stuff. But I love when you listen to these two songs versions back to back because you really get a sense of like what it means to have production and what it means right. to have. It's just, it sounds completely different. Yes. And CJ, when he's singing this song, it almost sounds like it's coming from like a a Saturday afternoon cartoon, you know? It's so yeah. it's so peppy and, and bright and shiny. You had to think that like when he was approaching those projects, those lyrics and that performance, he had to know, it's like, I, I can't do that. That's sure. not me. Ain't nobody gonna do that. Yeah. So I have to do something different. I can't. Yeah. I can't just. But try the other to do thing it. that I really love about CJ is I never feel like he's putting anything on. I feel like he's mm. just really good at what he does, and he he brings himself. He's just, you know, we've seen him live. Like he's just, that is who he is. He he's he's sure. from the army. Like the dude has practiced. You mm-hmm. know, he's he's polished some things up, and I don't know. I like that about him. I just find him very sincere. Okay. And I I, sure. I love that in a I band agree. full of dudes that are all kind of falling apart, CJ just shows up and he's just like, just really like that guy. He seems like he's on time and for, he's just really for some, nice. For some reason, yeah, and I don't know if that's like the adult in me that appreciates that too, <laughs> yeah. but I, I, I often try to think of those guys, I, I don't know if this even makes sense, but I think of those guys as like finish line guys, where yeah. like if he hadn't come along or if someone of less ability, uh, all those things you listed, had come along, they would have not crossed the finish line as they did. But yeah. he came along at the right moment yeah. in the right way to be like, oh my God, there, somebody's got to be able to do this. And it just like happened at that time. Yeah. And, maybe, and maybe it's even the fact that like we keep, I keep bringing up punctuality, but I mean, at this point, when he shows up, the Ramones are all older. Yeah. And just by virtue of like, being older, you are so tired of crap. Yeah. So it would be great if the we the hustle just is do a lot show. less fun. As a, yes. as take it take it from some aging comedians. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the hustle gets a lot lot more. Right. Yeah. Right. Annoying. And there's something to and aging writers too. Yeah. Totally. Something. There, but there's something to like if you're assembling a group of people to write. When you're in your twenties, you have kind of almost more patience. For people with like weirdo problems or, you know, just being goofballs and not delivering something that may be great but pro- but might not be. Where right now, I feel like 
I'm putting words in your mouth. You can agree or not. Sure. I feel like you and I are more like, look, we need 90 pages. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, we want it to be great, but let's do this. Yeah. And I, I feel like the three older guys at this point are, even when they looked each other in the eye at all, they had to be thinking like, I don't want to put up with any more crap. Yeah. Just. Let's get this down in the small, let's the smallest amount this. of time that it takes. <laughs> let's. Oh, I don't want to have to fight. Yeah, this exactly. Too. Yeah. So yeah, I, I can. I think that comes through. Okay. Um, not like exactly that. a fact, but that's uh, that's that's all the facts that I got. All right. Facts and trivia. Do you have any facts and uh, trivia? Um, facts and or trivia. No, I think I'm I'm done with facts and or trivia. I mean, right. I have a few thoughts, but let's get okay. into the actual song itself. Okay. Sure. So take me there. What? Okay. The question I posed to you, Philip, right. what do you think this song is about? I don't quite understand. Every, <laughs> every time I think of it, I think it's making monsters of my friends. Okay, which but it's, it's not. But it's, no, it's not. It's four. Yep. So he's making monsters that presumably attack his friends, and he doesn't want any SpaghettiOs. Like, nothing... This song is tricky because part of it... I like, and then part of it I don't because nothing stays with me. Yeah. It feels like a lot of stuff. It's like just not like, well, enough details. Not enough of the right details. Yeah, yeah. It's got way, it's got a lot of details. That SpaghettiOs yeah, okay, yeah, thing jumps exactly. out at me and I'm like, mm, are we name dropping SpaghettiOs now? Well, I felt like that, okay, I mean, I'm, I'm going to get real. Real. I'm going to get real real on this song okay, because go. it's a Dee Dee song and... Um, I, I think that that is very deedy to put in some like really specific details that stick in your mind. But mm-hmm. specifically with that SpaghettiOs line, I think what it does is it makes you feel like the person talking is young, is like a child mm. maybe. And because this is called Making Monsters for My Friends, I feel like that actually does give me a little bit of context for what's going on here. Okay. And so I've got a couple of thoughts on maybe what this song is about. Hit One me. is maybe that it's this kid who can literally make monsters for his friends to like go take care of their problems in the world but then those monsters kind of get loose and it's like oh we see him on the tv like what's going on you know like they, the, the monsters that he's created kind of run wild and that becomes an issue all right time out yeah Molly, i just need you to write 90 pages of this. <laughs> i could that's that's the funny thing so the other thing i just had this thought we were talking about this song today is um i'm making monsters for my friends is like mm-hmm. maybe it's about them being in the band and the monsters are these songs that he's writing and mm-hmm. these songs are uh uh you know, sure. They're the, the things the that song will take is over. The metaphor. Yeah. They're the things that will yeah. take over and destroy us all eventually. But um, it's that's it, not bad. Yeah, I mean that's not bad. Um, if that is what it is, I still don't kind of know. I can't say yes or no. I like that idea a lot. Yeah. I like both those ideas a lot. I don't know if that's what it is. Yeah. I don't um, know. I'm I'm perplexed by by this, and and I should say I'm perplexed, and I feel like I'm not doing my homework or doing like the show justice for not really figuring it out but i also feel like but there's not a lot of information on these no these songs and i did not feel passionately enough to really pursue it well i i do a lot of googling yes <laughs> a lot of googling on the ramones i couldn't find almost anything about this song no not a, there's not a lot that people want to say about it i feel like yeah no and- well, yeah, exactly. But again, it's such a Dee Dee song, and I feel like for whatever reason, 
Didi puts this twice on his album. The Ramones want to do this. So so there's like 17 million versions of this song kicking around just in <laughs> Didi projects. And sure. it's like, why is Didi so in love with this song? There's something about this that Didi's like, yeah, let's do this two times. You know what I mean? So um, I don't know. It's interesting. That's all interesting. I feel like all of this sort of metatextual information is more interesting than the actual song. Well, I kind of feel like when I hear this song that it is a small comic book. Okay. Um, It's like a comic book where everything's painted in these very wide brushstrokes. Like there's no real lines Mm. on the page. So you kind of get an idea that something's happening (laughs) you know but it's not detailed yeah and and at one point there's like a newscaster and then we cut to outside where there's some big monsters running around but you don't really know what they're doing or like okay or what people are Hmm. how people are reacting to so it's like a comic book that you see on the shelf you're like oh what's this about and then you flip it through and you're like don't know (laughs) have you Still not sure. <laughs> I'm not. It sounds like what you're, what people describe with David Lynch sometimes. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and have you seen Atlanta, the Donald Glover yeah, show? Yeah, saw it. Parts of that, too, feel like there's callbacks in there yeah. that I love for the fact that they're just callbacks. They don't explain anything. Like, some things happen, and then you're like, what the heck was that? Yeah. And then it happens again, and you're like, I guess that justifies it, but it explained nothing. Like... Is this a dream? And and some of that, it feels like that's almost what you're describing. Where it's sure. Like, oh, there's no, like reading this and reading the lyrics again isn't going to help. Yeah, it, does, it actually just makes things harder to understand when I look <laughs> at the words. Not sure. I will actually stick up for Atlanta. Oh, me too. I really because, like Because, I mean, even against I didn't mean what that you as just a bad said. Thing. Because uh-huh. I do feel like if you go back and watch that, I mean, we love media guys, so give us a minute here. The very first scene of that show in the pilot, mm. I believe, is a dream sequence. Okay. And I think with that first statement mm. of the first scene of that first pilot being a dream sequence, they're setting up rules for the whole show, which is that sometimes things will be in dream and we will use that to contextualize what's going on in the world. And so for that reason, I think that that's totally legit, that they might even have some very ethereal themes that they don't justify with concrete linear storytelling whereas this song gives us no context sure and when it throws us these really specific i had to call 245 is that a like a a london number or what does that even mean is that is that a like a new york police thing that we don't get because we don't live in new york or i just like there's like like a couple of really specific things that almost with those notes in mind when you hear those words, it makes you even more confused because you're like, right. okay, there's trouble. <laughs> what kind of trouble? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is the guy telling the story in trouble? Is everybody else in trouble because the monsters are on the loose? Right. What's going on? No, anyway. No, I, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of how I feel about it. As I, 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 I wrote down, it's okay. Like, the song's all right. Well, but I, yeah. But I, the more I think about it, I almost get less all right with it. You know, if it doesn't take up much of my time, sure. I'm fine. But the longer we talk about it, I'm always like, Ugh. well, yeah. And and I want to go back to something that we've been talking about, which is um, it, like if you're thinking about the specifics of this song, it makes it worse. Mm-hmm. But if you step away from this song and you just listen to it and let it kind of like wash over you, mm. I actually really like the aesthetic, like sound tapestry that goes on in the song. And I do think it's an interesting place that the Ramones have come at this song at this place in their career. 
on this album. Hmm. You know, it's it's kind of poppy, it's kind of punky, it's kind of funny, it's kind of cynical. Yeah. It 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 sums up for me a a sophisticated punk place that these guys have gotten to. Like they're not afraid to do this song on their last album, which is interesting to me. So sure. I like the way that this song sounds. I just don't like the way that my brain wants to try to make sense of this song and it kind of can't. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. It does in that, I think, in a way, to borrow a phrase from another band, we should try, stop trying to make sense. Should not. Maybe you should just have it and it's three-ish minutes and that's it. Like whatever it, whatever happens, that's it. Yeah. This, if Maybe in a way, if any song proves that you should not examine every single song for 20 minutes, (laughs) it might be this. Yeah. Like, look, it's a rock song. You know, there might be some level to that. Totally. Not even that personal. Just like, I just tried to throw in interesting stuff. The DD wrote this song. It's very possible that he just got really freaking stoned and just wrote down some words he thought were funny. Or like Mm -hmm. he, or maybe DD had a story in his head that made total sense, but he just didn't articulate it on the page. And maybe he did that on purpose. Like, who knows, you yeah. know? And so it's almost lost in the translation of somebody else doing it. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And I... Okay, yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> I've um, never seen you so flustered. No, it, it, it's weird. Song before, Philip. Um, I think I'm going to give it a like. Okay, I'm going to give it a like as well. It's almost more of a an appreciation like than a like, yeah. Because I don't know if anybody really... It's like, yeah, monsters for my friends. Well, well again, probably out there. I highly recommend anybody who's listening to this and who likes the song to go listen to the DD version and just play them yeah. back to back because it made me appreciate both versions more sure. to hear the original and vice versa. I can hear why they would want it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ever most valuable. Hmm. I, I again, I'm gonna give it to CJ, okay. even though I know DD wrote it. I think that there is something about CJ's version that's very charming and polished in a way. It like it's almost like CJ is bringing the aesthetic of those cartoons about the Ramones hmm. to this song, which makes me like it makes it feel more campy and fun. Okay, and that makes me been. kind of like it more. I am giving it to Marky. Okay. Um, I don't think I'm as high on CJ's vocals as you are. Okay. Um, and I think the drums kick ass. Nice. Well, I love a Marky. Yeah. Um, well, any last things you want to say? Any last thing you want to say ever? Uh, well, one last thing I want to say. Okay. Um, I did find a, a German interview with Didi and uh, one other member of ICLC. Okay. And they either performed this song or they're talking about this song on the on the interview. And it's... So interesting to hear Didi speak German mm-hmm. because he's got the same Didi, like Brook. It's like Didi's got the weirdest accent. It's kind of yeah. like a Brooklyn affection, affection, aff- not affliction, <laughs> affectation, <laughs> affectation. But he's speaking German and that's his native language, right? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. So if you have an opportunity to just go Google Didi German TV, it's like so bizarre because he's like, oh yeah, das du und And then he'll just be like, you know, I like television. Like he just like throws in American words every I once in a while. That's one of so my favorite weird. things, and I'm sure <laughs> yeah. it happens. I, I, I'm sure it happens. The other, you know, the the Mexican version of me out there will hear me try to struggle through Spanish or English, and then say like burritos. Like, ah, <laughs> yeah, it sounds yeah. so funny, but I just like how like the yeah, that's what that is. Yeah, super funny. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, 
Thank you very much for joining us again, everybody. We really appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter, why don't you? We're at Ramones Podcast. And join us next time when we will be discussing Mama's Boy on Ramones of the Day. Thank you.